Now it's time for Rod and Real Radio with your hosts, Hop Along John Cassidy, fresh and saltwater expert angler Stan Vanderberg, and all-around outdoors fishing and hunting enthusiast Wendy Toshihara. If you love the outdoors, enjoy salt or freshwater fishing, yearn to wade in a high Sierra or Alaska stream, or just look forward to taking the kids out to one of our local lakes, chase trout, crappie, or bass, this is the show for you. We'll cover most all of the fishing tournaments and events with special reports while providing you with the information you need as to how and where to experience the best fishing opportunities in Southern California, Baja, Alaska, or just about anywhere the fish are biting. Rod and Real Radio brought to you by El Cajon Ford at Broadway and Main or online at ElCajonFord.com. Whether it's time for a new or used car or truck or you need to take advantage of San Diego's best quick lane for service with genuine Ford parts, brand name tires at competitive prices, remember nobody beats El Cajon Ford. We have some fantastic guests and reports lined up for you this evening, so sit back, relax, and get ready for the fastest two hours in radio. It's all right here, right now, on Rod and Real Radio, the best stop on your radio. Radio dial for all the information you need for fishing opportunities all over the United States. Now here's your host, Hop Along, John Cassidy. And good evening, Southern California, and welcome to another Sunday edition of Ron Real Radio. In fact, this is the first edition of Ron Real Radio for 2015, and we are happy that you joined us. We have a full schedule of guests for you tonight. Starting off at uh, 5 o'clock is, be, is going to be Captain Bill Wilkerson from Malahini Sports Fishing. And you, can you believe not only is there great rock fishing out there, but the Malahini is still going out on three-quarter day trips, and they're catching yellowtail. We're going to want to hear all all about it and get updated on just what the schedule for the Malahini's going to be. Then at 6 o'clock, I know a lot of you were seeing our post on Facebook that Shay uh, McAtee was supposed to be with us, but Shay came down with a severe case of laryngitis, can hardly speak. So gladly filling in for him tonight is going to be Captain Mike Pritchard from Tribute Sports Fishing out of Seaforth Landing. And the Tribute just went out to the Tanner Banks, and we want to find out just exactly how they did. So you're going to want to stay tuned. That's going to be at 6 o'clock. And then coming along at about 6.40, Captain David Bacon. And you all know Captain David Bacon from Wave Walker Charters. And then he is also a contributing editor to Western Outdoor News. He'll be talking about Santa Barbara and the the, uh, Channel Islands, how the fishing is going to be there, especially in light of the uh, change in the rockfish uh, depths that we're all going to be uh, experiencing here for the next few months. But before we get to our first guest, Captain Bill Wilkerson, let me introduce to you the co-host of Ronald Real Radio. First of all, he is the voice of 1-800-BASSBOAT and a pretty good angler in his own right. Hey, want to introduce to you Mr. Stan Vandenberg. Stan, how's it going? It's going well. Happy New Year, buddy. <laughs> hey, thank you, man. I don't know what happened to 2014, but here we are. <laughs> I don't know, and it's already started off with a bang. i got to tell you, things are already hopping. Oh, man, you should see it. And we're going to talk a lot about that tonight, so thanks for teasing us with that, Stan. Hey, let's go to the other co-host of Ron Real Radio. She is the sales manager for Iserline, and she's quite an outdoor enthusiast and fisher lady in her own right. Wendy Toshihara. Wendy, happy 2015 to you, ma'am. Happy 2015 to you guys, too. I have a quick announcement. There's a traffic alert on the 55 southbound 
All four lanes are closed and taking surface streets home. <laughs> well, you know what? Uh, just uh, dial it up to AM 540. Sit back and relax because we're going to have a great show for you tonight. <laughs> hey, hey, guys, let's get to our first guest because he's patiently been waiting. I don't know. When it comes to patience, though, this fella has been experiencing just probably the bite of all time with the Malahini Sports Fishing out of H&M Landing. The fishing has been great, but let's find out exactly what's happening up to the minute. Captain Bill Wilkerson. And Captain Bill, welcome to Rod Real Radio, sir. Hey, guys. Good evening. How y'all doing this evening? Well, we are doing good, but you know what? What I want to hear is, is the bite still happening for those home guard yellowtail or whatever it is yellowtail? that are uh, hanging out there at the islands? You know, it's, it's, it's been on and off. You know, it's, it's, it's really hard to get a good uh, feel for it because we don't run every day. You know, we run out of people before we run out of fish. That's pretty indicative of every year, you know, with uh, November coming around, Halloween, November coming around, Thanksgiving, and then after that into Christmas, you know. But uh, we're, we're managing to get off the dock, you know, one, two, one, to, one to three times a week. It's, it's been pretty good fishing. You know, uh, give you an idea, on 12-23, you know, we had 21 anglers, and it was a slow day for us. We had, you know, eight rockfish, four lingcod, seven bonito, and one uh, yellowtail. And then we ran again on the 26th, which was the day after Christmas. We got out with 23 anglers. We had three sheephead, two scorp- uh, California scorpion fish, and 45 rockfish and four lingcod. You know, and then we ran on the 27th. You know, we got out with 25 anglers. We had 195 rock cod, five lean cod, one bonita, and three sheephead. And then uh, the day after uh, New Year's, which was the second, we got out with 19 anglers. We had uh, seven lean cod, 170 rockfish, 13 yellowtail. And our, our trip on the third, we got out with just nine people. You know, we had one sand bass, one lean cod, 45 rock cod, uh, reds. Uh, 35 rockfish, six bonito, and two yellowtail. But the yellowtail fishing as a whole has, has been hit and miss. You know, they're there. You know, we had a couple days uh, right before uh, the Christmas break there. Where, you know, we had 61, uh, 87 on the yellowtail and things like that. Yeah, but then we, we had the weather come through, and we were thinking after such a cold front, and really it hasn't really started warming up until today, and we should be seeing a good warm-up through the next few days. We thought maybe everything would shut down, but the fact that we're still talking about catching yellowtail on the sports fishing boats, especially the three-quarter day boat, I think is kind of phenomenal. What do you think, uh, Captain Bill? You know, if you look back at last year, and I can say last year now because we are in the 2015 if you look back to last year, I mean, it was a very, very phenomenal year. We started fishing Yellowtail in January. We had to come offline two weeks because we had, you know, our Coast Guard uh, topside inspection and some maintenance to do on the boat. We basically ran from, I'm going to say, the first or second week of February uh, steady until the last week of, uh, or the week before Thanksgiving. Wow! So it's it's been I mean just that's crazy a pretty incredible fishing. year when you think about it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was it's it's been absolutely phenomenal. You know, it's the best year that uh, uh, my partner and I have had since uh, we we bought the boat in two thousand six. Now, have you have you just for kicks? Have you uh, you kind of total up for uh, two thousand fourteen? Just uh, 
exactly how many fish you caught of each species and compared it to other years, Captain Bill? No, we haven't. We haven't. I'm just I'm talking just from just from a people standpoint. You know, we ran we ran full pretty much from the second week uh, I want to say of June through the first second week of September. Well, still not not that bad. Well, tell us, you know, I, I know the crystal ball is still kind of fuzzy because we're kind of like in uncharted waters with the, this bite. But when people go on out with you, how do you, what do you tell them to prepare to fish for and how to gear up for uh, what you're going to be going after? We know, we know, I mean, it's. It's kind of hit and miss. This, this time of the year, we're, we're, I'm not going to say we're not focusing on yellowtail because we kind of are, if you will, if that makes sense. Well, we're, we're prominently looking for the rock reds and the vermilion rock cods, and we pretty much get done on that right around, I don't know, 12, 1, 12, 31, something like that. And then we go out and we chase yellowtail and listen to yellowtail. We got out the day before and yellowtail were just, you know, chewing. Okay, and uh, so the yellowtail that you are finding this time of the year, are you are you catching them as incidental catches, like if you're throwing down dropper loops or or ganyans for the rockfish, or are you fly lining uh, trovies, or do, do guys are there just guys constantly throwing iron up in the bow, hoping that uh, they'll get that yellowtail coming by? All the all that that uh, we've been catching here. Past, let's say a week and a half, two weeks have been uh, fishing cod. You know, we find a school, or we find a cod spot. We drop down the bottom. Oh, we hook the yellowtail. Oh, we hooked another one. Oh, we hooked another one. <laughs> and we get guys switched over to yo-yo rigs and uh, dropper loops, things like that, and drop them down on the bottom. They feel we got sixty, seventy fish on the boat. Wow! And what kind yeah, of fish? Oh, go on. It, it's 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 surprising. You know, they call me the sand dab king. I go looking for sand dabs, and next thing you know, we're catching reds. I go looking for reds, and next thing you know, we're catching sand dabs. So I stopped targeting the reds, start fishing sand dabs, and hmm, guess what happened? <laughs> well, let's talk about the greater fish. First of all, these yellowtail. The yellowtail that you're catching, what greater fish are they, uh, Captain Bill? You know, it, it seems that we've been fishing past uh, two or three weeks, been fishing the same school, you know, or schools. There hasn't been a, a new grade of fish that, that have moved into the islands. I think they're pretty much going to be there uh, for the foreseeable future, unless the water gets cold or something like that. I, I want to say 12 to 31 pounds. Wow. That's wow. still, that's that's still nice. That gives you a big range. Yeah, it gives you a big range. You know? Well, now that you're going out intermittently or so, when you do go out, what's uh, the hours on the three-quarter-day boat out of H&M Landing? Uh, the boats the boats normally leaves the dock at five thirty in the morning returns right at dark, you know, so it'd be five, 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 five fifteen, something like that. Uh cost per per ticket it's hundred and forty six dollars. That's per angler. It includes your uh, Mexican visa and your Mexican fishing permit. Okay, and and now with the new year, obviously you have to fish a little bit differently, uh, for bottom fish. Uh how are you going about doing that, Captain Bill? Uh, we really, I don't think we've changed much of anything because we fish in Mexico. You know, Mexico has a limit on Boccaccio, same as the U.S. Uh, we're not allowed to keep, uh, Calcod, same as the U.S. 
uh, reds, it's five of any, well, rockfish period, it's five of any one species. And two Boccaccio count is five, you know, five, five fish limit. But, I mean, it's, it's pretty much the same. I mean, as far as depth goes, Mexico is not restricted as to fish. We fish as deep as, uh, I want to say, 60 fathoms in some of the spots that we fish right now. Okay, and then when they're fishing for the rockfish in Mexico, is it, is it three gallons that you can use while in the U.S. waters it's only two? Yeah, we fish, we fish with two, though. We don't allow the passengers to fish with more than two. Okay. That sounds, Just to be safe. That <laughs> sounds pretty good. And, and tell me, what's the typical rig that you suggest that the fishermen use when they uh, go out for the uh, rockfish that you're targeting? Uh, minimum, I'm, I would say 30, or 30 to 40 pound. Uh, two hook set up, 8 to 16 ounces of sinker, depending on you know, what the current's doing, obviously. Because most of the stuff we're fishing, we're drifting over. Unless we go into the shallows, we move into the shallows, let's say 20, 25, maybe 15, you could probably get away with. And uh, just, oh, it's, it's fun. Just come out and have a good time. <laughs> and what's the, what's the bait of choice right now? Are you using sardines, uh, anchovies? Uh, uh, do you have squid available or what? Uh, we're, uh, last time I ran the boat, we had uh, a mixture of small chovy and dean. And, uh, of course, you know, the staple squid, frozen squid. And so... Uh, right now, though, uh, you're waiting for people. Uh, you know, you're just running out of people. So the best thing to do is to call H and M Landing on the day you want to go and and see how the boat's looking to go on out. And obviously, don't wait until the weekend because you know the weekend is normally always full. Uh, if you can get out uh, during the weekday and get on on a light load when you're going out, that's actually you know for the fishermen an opportune time to go. You know, what, what What we suggest is you call the landing and make a reservation. You know, if they tell you just to show up, don't just show up. Call and make a reservation because we determine if we're going to run or, night the, run or not the night before. You know, so if we have 10 people on, you know, that have made reservations, we won't cancel the boat. We have four or five people that have, that have only made reservations. Okay. Okay, chances are, you know, for instance, uh, last week, uh, Saturday, we ran and we got out with I think twenty one folks I think it was and then that following Sunday we had six reservations. We stayed online, came down Sunday morning, and uh, only four people showed up. Oh boy! Mm. You know, and so we just we had to cancel. Oh, that is no. you know. Well, hopefully the uh, uh, we're seeing uh, at the pumps when we drive up uh, a break in the cost of fuel is uh, that uh, price decrease also. Uh, Finally, trickling down to you guys. Uh, that's hard to say. Okay. Really, that, that's hard to say. Okay. All you right. Know, it depends. It depends on how often the boat runs, and you know what we take fuel as. You know, we're used to fueling every five days, and we're taking anywhere from five hundred to six hundred and seventy-five gallons, depending on where we're fishing at. So it doesn't make any difference whether you go with nine people or you go with. Uh, uh, 40 people, uh, you still have to fuel up uh, the same amount of fuel uh, for each trip. Exactly. Yeah. The fuel cost is going to be the same. Well, Captain, we, uh, run with a minimum, we run with a minimum of 11 and a maximum of 51 people, or 45 people right now is where we set it at. All right. 
Well, Captain Bill Wilkerson, uh, if we want to go out on the Malahini, how's the best way to get a hold of you and, uh, uh, you know, make a reservation? Guys, you can make reservations one of two ways. You can call the landing office at 619-222-1144. That's H&M Landing. Let them know you want to book a reservation for the Malahini. They'll get your information and the date that you want set and go from there. You can get online at uh, www.malahinisportfishing.com. Click on the online booking tab, and it'll take you to an online booking site that's also part of uh, H&M Landing. You can make your reservation that way. Once again, if you guys do want to come fishing with us, I would strongly call and suggest that uh, suggest that you call and make a reservation. You know, just showing up nowadays is it's kind of hard. You know, if we don't get enough folks to go, we're not going to run. Yeah, I understand that. But with this good weather coming on up for the next few days and into next week, uh, I think uh, you're going to find that uh, hopefully the the people will be coming on out. And one of the things uh, with the fish that you're catching. They don't care if it's a little breezy or a little overcast. In fact, sometimes the fishing's a little bit better. You know, it's 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 a lot of people have this conception that it's it's the rain that stops us from fishing. No, actually, it's not the rain. It's the wind. You know, it's the wind that stops us from fishing. If it's blowing fifteen to twenty-five knots, chances are you have a three-foot sea, and that sea goes from three foot to eight foot. You know, and the more the harder the wind blows the more compact the swell becomes. So you're just like chopping into it, which makes it very uncomfortable. You know, we don't want to take anybody out there and get them beat up or anything like that. So, you know, we're very cautious. We're very cautious about, you know, when we're running and, and what we're doing when the weather's up. One other thing, uh, just to let you all know, we will be uh, offline for the next three weeks because we have maintenance. Okay. Today we'll be hauling out and getting the boat uh, Coast Guard certified again for this year. And uh, we should be back in the water, I'm guessing, about the 22nd or 23rd of January. All right. Captain Bill Wilkerson from the Malahini out of uh, H&M Landing. Captain Bill, congratulations on a fantastic season. And let's hope that 2015 is going to be even better. Okay, guys. Hey, John, it was a pleasure talking with you. I'm glad we finally had an opportunity to hook up, you know, with being busy and everything else. You guys have a great uh, day, and we'll be talking at you soon. Thank you, Captain Bill, and that's why we appreciate your time, because we know you've been busy. Uh, Good luck uh, with that uh, Coast Guard check. I hope everything works out well, and we look forward to seeing you on the Malahini here real soon. Look forward to it, guys. Thank you very much. All right. That was Captain Bill Wilkerson, owner-operator of the Malahini Sports Fishing out of H&M Landing, 619-222-1144. Hey, Stan, Wendy, and I, we got to take a break. Coming up next, I hope, is Phil Friedman. But you stay tuned. We'll be back right after these messages. count on El Cajon Ford, as so many Southern Californians have for years. El Cajon Ford has the cars and trucks you can count on, like the all-new Fusion and Escape, Edge, Explorers, and more. And now, Fiestas with 38 MPG and Focus with 40 miles per gallon highway, plus C-Max Energy with up to 42 highway EPA estimates. El Cajon Ford has them now. Shop online at ElCajonFord.com. Choose from hundreds of your favorite F-Series trucks, too. El Cajon Ford knows 
Joe's Trucks, no matter what you're hauling or towing, for a great weekend of fishing or for some fun in the desert. Now get special savings on every F-Series truck in stock, 150s, 250s, 350s, at El Cajon Ford. We have commercial trucks, too, including the all-new Transit Connect. Finally, a commercial van with great mileage, helping your business get moving again. El Cajon Ford, worth the short drive from anywhere in Southern California, Broadway and East Main and El Cajon, or online anytime, anywhere at El Cajon Ford.com. Gabakatsu hooks are made from high-grade carbon steel specially heat treater to make them light and extra strong but not brittle. The Gabakatsu sharpening process is the most modern in the world and results in a perfectly conical point that is unequaled in sharpness. Gabakatsu offers a huge variety of hooks for all types of fishing, drop shot, extra wide gap, worm hooks, finesse wide gap, and a lot more. Gamakatsu has a hook for whatever style of fishing you want to do. Don't waste your time on a cheap hook. Ask for Gamakatsu hooks at your favorite tackle store now. H&M Landing is the most diversified sport fishing company on the West Coast. Serving the angling community since 1935, H&M Landing's name recognition and reputation for customer service is the best in the business. The H&M fleet provides the widest range of trip options and boasts the coast's largest open party fleet. For ocean fishing any time of the year, H&M Landing should be your choice for nearshore and offshore fishing. H&M is San Diego's most experienced sport fishing company, offering the best in half-day, three-quarter day, full, and multi-day trips, and a complete schedule of long-range adventures. Call today, HM Landing, 619-222-1144, or visit their website at www.hmlanding.com for updated schedules and secure online booking. H&M Landing, the experienced angler's first choice in local and multi-day fishing since 1935. That's H&M Landing at 619-222-1144 or hmlanding.com. I am an angler, a heroic defender of the noble sport of fishing. When I go out with my crew, we're prepared for everything, from itty-bitty mosquitoes to the biggest bass you've ever seen. Not to mention, we all wear life jackets. And with this year's drought conditions, we're also defending every last drop of water, saving lives and saving water, because the best defense is a good offense. Just don't tell the fish that. Take your hero quiz at BoatCalifornia.com. A message from the California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. This segment of Ron Real Radio is brought to you by the makers of the original balloon fishing clip system, Balloon Fisher King. Now you can fish the precise bait depth desired with these easy-to-use clips and 100% biodegradable natural latex balloons. All you do is clip, inflate, bait, and fish. Look for Balloon Fisher King clips and balloons at your local tackle dealers or go to BalloonFisherKing.com for further information. It's a big deal, you know. I've always wanted to be on Rod and Real Radio Line. <laughs> <laughs> I won the Bassmaster Classic. I did a, a McDonald's commercial, but now I know I've made it. I fulfilled my dream. <laughs> that is just absolutely awesome.
are we on the air? <laughs> we are. We're having a little hitch there. I don't know what happened. Uh, oh, okay. You know what I was just thinking while John's trying to get hooked back up? What? what do you think is going to happen this year? Who's going to get the first albacore of the year? Who's going to get the first? Did anybody get the first tuna of the year? There's already. We're gonna. That's going to be solved here pretty quick. Uh, we already know the the answer to that mystery. Uh, we're waiting. We'll wait until John gets back here and, and uh, has, there's a, a malfunction in the box somewhere. <laughs> but but that that happens with live radio. Uh, but it would. It's uh, it's. I think it's already happening. But uh, did you go fishing this weekend? I mean, to start the new year. I did not go fishing. I actually am coming back from Lake Paris and uh, went hiking with my okay. dogs. So uh, I haven't been able to go fishing, but I'm expected to get out pretty soon. Well, I'm, I'm pumping up a bit. Did you get your new license at least? Oh, yeah. That, Santa Claus brought that for me. You know, that's Santa a, that's, that is a, a necessity that Santa Claus brings me a, a license every year. I don't <laughs> care what else he brings. That's a gift that keeps on giving all year long. Hey, Stan and Wendy, I am back. I'm sorry about that. That's Just all right. It was a defugality. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, first of all. Are you still there? Yeah. First oh, there of, you go. Yeah, first of all, I, I just wanted to let you know that uh, normally we have Phil Friedman on at this time with uh, what the heck is Phil thinking, but Phil this Sunday is down in Tecate, Mexico. He has been running a drive to collect football jerseys for the kids of the teams down in Tecate, Mexico, and he and his group went down there today, and I think they delivered over 1,200 jerseys. <laughs> Perfect. Wow. To the kids of Tecate, Mexico, and I've uh, been trying to get uh, uh, Phil, and right now he's in an area where he doesn't have cell reception. So maybe sometimes during the segment, Phil will be giving us a call back. Well, so now, fine. is that football as in football, our football, or is that football as in soccer? soccer. That's F-O-T-B-A-L-L, football. Football. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, Wendy, you were talking about getting your license, and do you stand, you know, up. A lot of people, they they fret because the shopping centers are filled and the places they want to go to, the shopping is, you know, I mean, there's just too many people. Well, a lot of people don't realize that they can sit down in the comfort of their own home. They can go to the California Department of Game and Fish and just keep on following the icon that says, buy license. And when they finally get to the place where they can buy their license, they can either put in their license number from last year. It's called the GO number, and it's right above your name. Or you can put in your driver's license number. And as soon as you do that, all of a sudden, all the fields fill up. And then you go over and you you determine what options do you want on your license. And I want to let uh, people know that when you buy a California fishing license it's good for both fresh water and salt water but here's the catch there is an enhancement sticker for us that live south of point arguello that we've got to pay an extra five dollar fee so you have to have that enhancement sticker on if you're living up in the san francisco area or eureka or something like that you don't have to pay that fee unless you're going to be fishing south of Point Arguello. So by the time you put on the enhance, the saltwater enhancement fee and pay for your regular license, it's a little over $52. Uh, 
The other thing that uh, we don't pay for anymore, and Stan, I know you remember this, is if we were fishing on the Colorado River, it used to be that we had to get a uh, Colorado River sticker. Well, that's included now with our fishing license. So you don't have to pay for that. (coughs) The other um, enhancement that's on there is that if you want a two-pole freshwater uh, permit, to be added to your license. And I think that's about 15 bucks. So if you're fishing catfish or crappie and you use more than two poles from the shoreline, freshwater, or from a boat, you need the two-pole enhancement sticker. I get that just for trout fishing in the Sierra. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. You One know, a lot of, it's amazing, but a lot of people think that when you fish the saltwater, you need that two-rod stamp, but you don't. That's right. You know, especially if you're watching, like, two poles while you're trolling or whatever it is. But, man, with the way the bite has been going this year, I'd hate to have two poles in the water at the same time. <laughs> no, you know? you're alone. Hey, John, while, while you were off the air, I was asking Stan, who's going to catch the first albacore of the year? Well, the first tuna. Well, you know, we're going to have Captain Mike Pritchard on. Uh, in place of Sean Mac- McAtee, because Sean, unfortunately, has come yeah, down with laryngitis at uh, at uh, 6 o'clock. Uh, Captain uh, Mike is running uh, uh, trips still out to the Cortez Bank. He or his uh, second, uh, Jake Hinsley, they're going out there, and they're still catching fish. And I don't want to... Uh, you know, blow the segment or anything like that. But I think there's a good chance that you could still see it out there right now, uh, Wendy, within the next couple of weeks, if there's still bo- boats going out to the Cortez and Tanner Bank. Well, you know, Captain Chuck always loves to do that uh, that trip to uh, go try and see what's out there. You know if Captain Chuck is going to be doing that? You know, I haven't had a chance to talk to Captain Chuck. He's had to take care of some personal family matters, and so I've not been in everyday contact with him. But knowing Captain Bobby Taft and Captain Chuck Taft, if there is any chance that they can catch the first albacore or tuna or whatever it is of the season, they'll get together all the troops and they'll make a trip to go on out there. I did that trip last year uh, right before the uh, day at the docks. So I'm hoping to do that again this year. That that was a lot of fun. You know, I did that trip too. I think it was in 2009 or whatever it is. And I was fortunate enough to catch the first uh, albacore of the season. So it's really kind of a big thing. And, and to think about them going out in April, catching albacore, usually means that we're going to have a pretty good season. But right now, looking at the terrafin maps, there's still a lot of awful clean water and a lot of warm water down south. I think, as we've heard from some of the other skippers, this 2015, you know, everything's lined up for it still to be a good season. Oh, yeah, I see that, um, and and especially from my sales. I mean, it, it was just an amazing 2014, and, and 2015 is continuing, and it, it's only going to get better. So, I, you ever get you know, 30, I can't wait. Did you ever get the 30-pound line back on the shelf? 
<laughs> yeah, we, <laughs> yeah, we're we're back in business. We got twenty five and thirty pounds. <laughs> Yo ho! Good. I'll have uh, I'll have my order in the mail to you uh, by this week, Wendy. So we'll be uh, we'll be looking forward to having that because Stan, I'm still getting people here in the shop asking for thirty pound test line because. You know, they're going on out. There's still a few boats going on out and fishing the banks. And needless to say, when it, com- <laughs> when it comes to the uh, the rock fishing, Wendy, what's the uh, line of choice for most people that are doing this bottom fishing? Well, you know, a lot of people usually go with what the boat recommends. And, and lately it's been 25-pound test. But, you know, some of the guys that want to go and throw lures and stuff and and uh, play with the fish. You know, it depends. I mean, I, I'm using I'm using my uh, bass gear out there and using 50-pound um, Spectra to probably 20, 25-pound um, top shot. So it's, it's, it's all preference. And if you want to go light line, that's even more fun. Some guys even go 12-pounds like Merritt. <laughs> well, you know, as long as it's not too deep, you're, you're good unless you've got a lot of line and a big spool. Well, you know what yeah, What we'll do is we're going to have Captain Dave Bacon on uh, from Santa Barbara, and right now they're talking about rock fishing over there. And so the, these are some of the questions and uh, answers I think we'll get from Captain Dave. So uh, let's keep some of those for that time to, you know, because Captain Dave is, uh, you know, working with um, – Wave Walker Charters out of Santa Barbara, plus he has his own tackle store there with hook, line, and sinker. So there should, I think he should be on top of the situation. You know, it's been, yeah, he uh, should be. It, it, when you think about it, it's been just an incredible last year of fishing. When, when the tackle shops run out of fishing line, when, 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 when <laughs> fishing line companies can't keep up with what's being pulled off the shelves, that's an incredible fishing year. Uh, and to have, you know, before Christmas, we talked about the the boats that were going out and still catching them at the uh, the tuna at the Cortez and the Tanner out there uh, and the yellowtail that were out there along with the rockfish. I mean, that's just, I, I can't remember <laughs> a year like this. Well, not um, only that, Stan, there was a time when trying to find a 2 aught or a three-aught hook exactly. anywhere yeah. in town. <laughs> <laughs> and that's was, pretty incredible, too, when you can't find a hook or line. Yes, so you know, so I make the recommendation to you fishermen, uh, plan to attend the Fred Hall shows. Uh, the Long Beach show uh, is around March 7th, uh, 8th, right in that area, and then three weeks afterward is the Del Mar show. And when it comes to getting a great price on Iserline or Gamakatsu hooks, uh, I know... Uh, We'll have gamakatsu hooks there in both Long Beach and San Diego, or all the stuff you need. That's going to be the time to buy it because you're going to get a good deal. Because if you try and buy it on the spot market, it'll probably be a little pricier. Well, and not only that, if you wait for the season, you're, they're going to run out, and you're not going to have anything. So stock up now. Now that's the best thing you can do is go to if, if you know you're going to go fishing this year. Start now, you know just. Pull out the tackle box, you got some time, and pull out what you don't want or what you don't need and restock with everything new so when it goes, because it's when it starts, it's a it's a madhouse. It always is. You know, to try to get on a boat, I want to get on there. What boat can I go on? By the time you get on it, it's full. You can't go, so you got to book another one. But it's the same thing with buying line and whatever else. If you get line, 
monofilament is kind of touchy. You like to keep it in a cold, dark spot so the room temperature, you know, it stays at least. Uh, not in your garage. It gets hot in, in the garage. garage. Yeah, not in the garage, not where it's hot, um, and not in uh, light. So those are the two things that will kill your mono. Uh, fluorocarbon, fortunately, doesn't have that same equivalent, but you still want to keep it in, in an ambient, cool spot without a lot of light on it, and uh, it'll be fine for a long, long time. All right. Hey, that's Stan Vandenberg and Wendy Toshara you've been listening to. I'm your host, Hopalong John Cassidy. Hopefully, we've gotten through the New Year gremlins for the entire year, but you never know. This is live radio, so that stuff's going to happen. But coming up next scheduled is Captain Mick Diamond with a Hawaiian Island Fishing Report and also Captain James Nelson with a California Inshore Report. So stay tuned. Still more Rod Reel Radio to come after these messages. Angler's Arsenal is the serious angler's first choice for hand-poured plastics, McCoy line, Spro products, Gamakatsu hooks, G. Loomis fishing rods, Shimano products, Ovet reels, and just about anything you hear advertised on Rod and Reel Radio. Go to anglersarsenal.com and visit our online tackle store. See the huge selection of Western Plastics hand-poured baits, all at anglersarsenal.com. Angler's Arsenal Tackle Store is conveniently located in La Mesa, just off Interstate 8. Give us a call at 1-800-428-8730. If you're serious about your fishing, choosing the right tackle is one of the most important decisions you'll ever make. Iserline makes premium fishing lines including monofilament, Dacron, Spectra, fluorocarbon, battle-tested harnesses, and top angler-tested Iserline tools and accessories. Iserline premium fishing products are created to provide you with the ultimate in strength, dependability, durability, high abrasion resistance, low stretch, and high quality. All Iserline products are 100% guaranteed against manufacturing defects. You just can't buy better value. Iserline will replace or repair at their option. No questions asked if you're not pleased with any of their products. Catch what you've been missing. Quality guaranteed. Every serious angler knows that a quality hook is an important part of their arsenal. Gamakatsu hooks are made from high-grade carbon steel, specially heat-treated to make them light and extra strong, but not brittle. Gamakatsu ring hooks are made with a one-piece ring, no welds, no weak spots, a very smooth-moving ring. Gamakatsu offers a huge variety of hooks for all types of fishing. Live bait hooks, both light and heavy-duty, to four extra strong. Circle hooks, tuna hooks, ringed hooks, tuna doubles, and many more. Don't waste your next fishing trip on a cheap hook. Get Gamakatsu hooks at your favorite tackle store now. This portion of Rod and Reel Radio is brought to you by the Rockley's Fish Release System. Now you can quickly and easily release fish suffering from barotrauma back to the depths they were caught. Look or ask for the Rockley's at your local fishing tackle dealer. Hey, we do want to welcome you back to Rod and Reel Radio. And just got a note from uh, Phil Friedman. Uh, he just is out of range and he couldn't get in to give the report. But he's saying all is safe down there. They've had a great time down in Takati, and he'll be with us next Sunday night to report on all the happenings there, and then we might even get a chance to talk about uh, a little fishing too. So, Phil, I want to thank you very much for uh, getting back with us. Hey, now it's time for the Hawaiian Island Fishing Report. We missed this guy last week. Wanted to find out what Christmas was like, but you know what? We're going to find out what New Year's is like in Hawaii. So, Let's don't uh, take any other time to to just kind of mess around. Let's talk to Captain Mick Diamond from Champ Aloha. Sports Fishing. Aloha, everyone. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. And uh, sorry I missed you last week. I uh, saw a little window opportunity uh, 
I was in San Diego, and I sped on down to Scorpion Bay. Uh, I just retired from uh, my career at American Airlines. I'm going to buy a little fishing casita down there. for uh, When I come over to the mainland, I'll have a good fishing spot. So, um, anyways, hey, hey, wait, a, wait a minute, Captain Mick. You know, don't pull this retirement stuff on us. First of all, Scorpion <laughs> Bay, for, for, for people that don't go south of the border, tell us exactly where Scorpion Bay is and why would you want to go down there? Well, I think um, this is a good opportunity since I don't have uh, a fishing pool slow in Hawaii, and guys took a break after the New Year. They got their price, and so it's a good, well-deserved break. But, um, yeah, I've been going to uh, Scorpion Bay. I take uh, my boys, a professional surfer, and I take uh, a couple kids that maybe never get the opportunity to travel, take them south, and we we'll go camping, and there's seven-point breaks for the surfers, and I get out there and do some uh, surf fishing, and then there's good little... You launch right off the beach, Mexico style, and it's a well-protected bay. And uh, white sea bass really pile in there good and yellowtail and uh, go troll a little bit and um, you know, get up in the kelp and uh, get get the sea bass. And uh, Anyways, I'm going to get a little casita down there because um, I need a place to stay when I come to the mainland and see the grandkids someday. And uh, I just had this thought in mind, but um, one of... Um, Junior Champ and SOS uh, um, Save Our Sons mission is uh, help at-risk kids. And uh, I think today would be a good day to tell a little story about Rob Lujan. Uh, um, I uh, took him to Hawaii three years ago, and uh, he's doing well in school, and he has a job. And uh, he's a luck charm. Uh, when I took him to Scorpion Bay, we went to a place called The Finger, and you take a off-road vehicle up. It looks like Torrey Pines. And... Uh, hike down the cliff like a Tory Pines, and uh, there's this uh, finger sticking out, and we got down there with the guide, and the guide throws out his wide-open white sea bass on one side of the rock, and then he runs to the other side, and it's wide-open halibut, and that, that never happened to me. <laughs> so, wow! Uh, Rob, Rob Lujan, I took him on the half-day boat on the Dolphin about five years ago. He won the jackpot, and I had to twist his arm to give the crew 10 cents, and I uh, taught him that lesson. Like, give him half, pal. And then uh, <laughs> um, throughout his high school career, he's probably going to have, I hope, about 10 experiences. So uh, in Hawaii, he, he speared that 54-pound alua. And then uh, wow. uh, two summers ago, we got a 400-pound marlin, like, five miles outside the harbor. This kid's magic. And then uh, this, this summer, we got the 141 ahi. And then a few weeks ago, uh, Jack Montgomery and Lance Gillen, we went out of Kona, and he got about 175-pound uh, uh, blue marlin. So we can make a difference. Uh, Eddie, Eddie Deal, Eddie McEwen, and uh, Manny Silva uh, did me right on their boats and let me on when I was 14, 15. I had to beg. Okay. <laughs> wow. Well, so it, it's great. So it, what, what you're ba- basically saying is that, you you took an individual that maybe was going in the wrong direction, and you introduced him to this wonderful sport, and now he's going in the right direction. And from now until manhood, uh, he'll be a productive individual and uh, be a fisherman all his life. Yeah, and uh, just to make the record straight, uh, Rob Lujan, he, he did not get in trouble, but uh, uh, parenting was less than uh, dreamed about, and uh, that's where I was able to step in and uh, if I could see this guy walk down the aisle at a high school graduation, uh, I'm giving it back like the old skippers did to me. All right. That's well, awesome. Hey, cool. qu- I quickly, 
Captain Mick, uh, what's happening uh, in the islands and what's happening with Champ Sports Fishing and Diamond Head Tuna? Yeah, well, we got uh, canned albacore white and smoked albacore on uh, six-ounce can. Six times the omega-3 oil, and it's uh, packed in its own juice, uh, natural. And uh, we're uh, going to finish up the um, Diamond Head Tuna label canning in January this month, and um, I'll be sending you guys some. So best Done way to get a deal. hold of me is uh, um, <laughs> 760 500 or com. All right. Captain Mick Diamond, I tell you what. I'll be giving you a call because of the fact that I know you're going to want Stan's address and Wendy's address, and we'll get a hold of you to make sure that we're square on that, and we'll get uh, some of this product into the hands of the Ron Real Radio gang, and, uh, boy, it, that's going to be something that's going to be fun to report on. Yeah, I know you're running low, so we'll get after it. <laughs> uh, yeah, really. Mahalo. That smoked, that smoked albacore is something to be said for that, so... <laughs> yeah, I gotta ask them what they're smoking it in over there. I mean, do they use? You know, they don't have apple or alderwood like we um, we use. So it'd be interesting. To, next week, we'll uh, talk to Captain Mick and find out just exactly how they're smoking that. Yeah, I got color wood. wood. Yeah. All right, something yeah, banana wood. Okay, <laughs> mahalo to you, Captain Mick. We'll be talking yeah. to you next week on uh, Rod Real Radio with the Hawaiian Island Fishing Report. Banana uh, wood stand, okay. Banana wood stand, come on. <laughs> no, just, you can throw it out there. We'll ask him what he actually does. <laughs> Old coconut husk. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Hey, now it's time for the California Inshore Report with Captain James Elson, the fish icon. And I want to tell you that Captain James Report is brought to you by the Rock Lease Fish Release System. Now that the the fishing season, especially for bottom fishing, has opened up, and these fish are coming out of deeper water. For sure, you want to make sure that you have a rock lease descending device with you. Right now, Captain James, it's time for you to get aboard with us. How's everything been going this past week? Oh, this week's been wonderful, John. I've been in a good recovery uh, mode, and it's working out. And I don't know if you noticed, i got a voice again, so that's always a good thing. Well, it seems to be going around. We've got we've got a guest that canceled out with us at six o'clock because he has no voice, and I don't know what shape Stan and Wendy's in, but I've been kind of fending something off too. So, you know, take it away. How's the fishing out here? You know, the fishing's been good. It's uh, I'm going to get a little closer look tomorrow. I got a, got a trip out in the bay. We'll see what's happening. But uh, you know, just going off what we uh, did the last few days before I was actually uh, just thrown into bed for good for a couple days in a row. Uh, it was really good. We've got a lot of good bait bass bite right now. It's all about those anchovies. Just follow the birds, follow the bait, check your graph if you got one, and it's just, you know, you find a spot that's just loaded and clouded up with bait and fish and just go at it. Have fun. Wow. You know, Captain James, uh, obviously we like fishing for sand bass and, and the spotted bay bass. But I'm noticing a lot of people coming in the store right now, and they're they're targeting halibut. And are we getting close to a good halibut time? And if so, do you have a preferred rig to use if you really want to target halibut? You know that that's a great question, John. Because you know, I quite often joke about it, and, and I'm almost serious when I say 
best way to catch a halibut is not to go halibut fishing. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> that, that really hasn't been my my uh, scene. What I I've seen out there, and and to me that that means just go fishing. And the best way to go fishing in San Diego Bay has always been with a soft plastic bait. Whether you're throwing a grub on a quarter ounce or on a one ounce head, or whether you're throwing a swim bait. You know, the three-quarter ounce, whatever it is you like to throw that you're going to get bit on, just go and get bit, and then if one of those bites is a halibut, great to you. But uh, guys who really want to target halibut and really look at everything else with a bycatch, I, I still say I guess your best bet would be to drop a loop, live bait. Um, as much as I like throwing the artificials, the plastic, you know I like drop shot in that big uh, jerk shad. But... Uh, Nonetheless, the best way I would still say would be to get yourself some uh, some live anchovies or sardines, whatever they got over there at Everham Bait Barge. If they got anchovies, I think they work better. If you could catch some smelt, I think they work even better than that. Um, just a little more work time on the sadiki rig to do that. But uh, just live bait on a dropper loop, you can't go wrong, especially anywhere between 25 and 45 feet of water right now. Is there, are there areas in the bay that you can target the smelt and go catch them before you go? Or Yeah, actually, Stan, uh, pretty much the mouth of any marina. Um, again, look, look for bait. Look for evidence of uh, small bait being pushed around, whether it be anchovies or, or stuff that's even smaller. We, we do have small uh, uh, baits that get pushed around. There's grass shrimp that the smelt like to eat. Throw, <laughs> the good old throw a handful of oatmeal out there and see what pops up. You know, that will work, too, but uh, get a sabiki working on them. And if you get four- to six-inch top smell, I, I think that works better than, uh, than some of the anchovies. I, I don't know. It just seems to, to work really good. Lizard fish aren't bad if you get some of those mixed in with your top smell. But, again, bait fishing, it can be tough, especially in the bay, especially when we do have things like lizard fish. Right now we're starting to see some uh, octopus move, uh, move in, and you'll probably even start seeing those big mantis shrimps here pretty soon. So when Watch you are bait fingers. fishing, just keep in mind you're going to catch more bait. <laughs> You know, yeah, uh, and watch your fingers. <laughs> yeah, watch your fingers on those mantis shrimp. Yeah, Captain James, uh, how about the uh, the type of bottom you want to fish on? Especially at San Diego Bay, you've got some big flats right in front of Shelter Island, then right immediately across from Shelter Island and, and down where all the old uh, aircraft uh, uh, carrier moorings used to be, and then going up uh, towards. Uh, uh, ballast point and on either side. You've got some pretty good flats there. Are, are those good places to target for halibut? And then if you don't catch a halibut, there might be uh, the opportunity for a sand bass or a spotted bay bass. Or is is do you need a different type of bottom? Well, John, you did such a uh, you know a good job with your description there. If anybody misses, just re just rewind and listen to what John said. You don't need me anymore. You just oh. mentioned all the good spots. But uh, <laughs> now we need someone that gets out on the water. You know, <laughs> I'm fishing behind a counter most of the time. <laughs> you know, um, that, those are all the San Diego Bay. Believe it or not, well, and those of us who have lived here long enough and been out there long enough can believe it, but, you know, just for the guy who just pulls up and looks around, you, you think there's a lot of rocks out there. There really aren't. It's a very sandy bottom. It's a very soft bottom. Other than a few areas you're going to where you're going to find a lot of clams. If you find clams and scallops around, chances are they've roughed up the bottom. 
Um, the razor clamps especially like to make that little harder clay type bottom. And uh, other than that, you're going to find pretty much a sandy bottom just about everywhere. So it's really, it's really fun listening to a lot of people say, oh, yeah, I look for the sandy beachy areas to fish for halibut. Well, when you're fishing 35 feet in the bay, that's all sandy areas. So looking at what beach areas on shore really doesn't do you any good. Um, all the rocks around, as we all know, are just retaining walls to keep the, from all the all the man-made little T-bars and sandbars from eroding away. But uh, yeah, actually, but going, that thirty-five foot bottom that you're talking about is actually, if I'm not mistaken, the natural bottom of the bay that's been there for as long as the bay's been there and any of the deeper areas for the most part are areas that have been dredged so not necessarily uh, you know where you're going to find the halibut correct and actually even some of that 35 stuff has been just resilted but it's it's out of the channel it's off of the channel and that's uh it's soft enough and and as restored enough to be considered as natural as any of us know about in at least in our lifetime well, for some of us, Stan, I know, might be old enough. But anyway, but uh, <laughs> for the rest of us, you know, as far as we know, it's about as natural as can be. And, again, it's it's all about just getting on an area that's going to be near the drop-off, whether it be a channel edge or a natural taper-off. But just look for something that's going to be near that but not necessarily on that. And what I, what I mean by that is if you're drifting a 25-foot flat, and it all of a sudden drops down to 40 feet, that little last little section there can be good, but going up from that can be even better. So if you're staying on 25 to 35 feet, just a slow slope for a while, that actually is going to be a better area than, say, right next to the drop-off, at least for halibut. I mean, the bass, bass love that sharp drop, but the halibut, if you really want to get more halibut, try to stay as flat as possible. Just think of the fish. He's a flat dude. Look for a flat area. All right. Captain James Nelson, the fish icon. Captain James, folks want to get a hold of you, find out what your schedule is, book a trip for 2015, or maybe even pick up a gift certificate just in case. How's the best way to do that? Well, they can check us out at thefishicon.com or uh, give me a phone call, 619-395-0799. All right, Captain James, good luck out there tomorrow. I I hope you're on them, and we look forward to speaking to you not only during the week, but also next Sunday night on Rod and Reel Radio. Uh, be my pleasure. Thanks again for having me, guys. Talk to you next week. All, All right. right. Take care. Hey, uh, guys, that's it for the first hour of Rod and Reel Radio. Coming up next in the second hour, we're going to have Captain Mike Pritchard from Tribute Sports Fishing. He's going to be with us. And then also later on in the hour, Captain David Bacon from wave walker out of santa barbara you're going to want to stay tuned still a lot of great fishing information to come up you're listening to rod real radio on am 540 or rod com. stan windy and i will be back right after these commercial messages
You can count on El Cajon Ford, as so many Southern Californians have for years. El Cajon Ford has the cars and trucks you can count on, like the all-new Fusion and Escape, Edge, Explorers, and more. And now, Fiestas with 38 MPG and Focus with 40 miles per gallon highway, plus C-Max Energy with up to 42 highway EPA estimates. El Cajon Ford has them now. Shop online at ElCajonFord.com. Choose from hundreds of your favorite F-Series trucks, too. El Cajon Ford knows trucks, no matter what you're hauling or towing, for a great weekend of fishing or for some fun in the desert. Now get special savings on every F-Series truck in stock, 150s, 250s, 350s, at El Cajon Ford. We have commercial trucks, too, including the all-new Transit Connect. Finally, a commercial van with great mileage, helping your business get moving again. El Cajon Ford, worth the short drive from anywhere in Southern California, Broadway and East Main and El Cajon, or online anytime, anywhere at ElCajonFord.com. H&M Landing is the most diversified sport fishing company on the West Coast. Serving the angling community since 1935, H&M Landing's name recognition and reputation for customer service is the best in the business. The H&M fleet provides the widest range of trip options and boasts the coast's largest open party fleet. For ocean fishing any time of the year, H&M Landing should be your choice for nearshore and offshore fishing. H&M is San Diego's most experienced sport fishing company, offering the best in half-day, three-quarter day, full, and multi-day trips, and a complete schedule of long-range adventures. Call today, H&M Landing, 619-222-1144, or visit their website at www.hmlanding.com for updated schedules and secure online booking. H&M Landing, the experienced angler's first choice in local and multi-day fishing since 1935. That's H&M Landing at 619-222-1144 or hmlanding.com. When you're out fishing this year, there's two ways to be a hero. You can help save lives by making sure everyone on your boat wears a life jacket. And with the drought conditions, you can help save water. Because every drop we save is another drop out there for us and our fish. So be a hero, on the water and off. There's lots of ways to conserve, and there are lots of life jackets designed especially for anglers. To learn more about being a hero, take your hero quiz at BoatCalifornia.com. A message from the California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. Hey everybody, this is a message for our listeners from a new Baja Magic Lodge at Cedros Island. Cedros Outdoor Adventures wants to make your dream of fishing Cedros Island a reality. Want to go after giant calicos or yellowtail with the best Cedros Island fishing organization, but you just don't know who to contact? Then give Cedros Outdoor Adventures a call at 619-793-5419, or even better yet, log on to their informative website at cedrosoutdooradventures.com. There you can visit their trip calendar and schedule a trip that's convenient for you. Once again, the phone number is 619-793-5419 or their website of cedrosoutdooradventures.com. Hi, this is BSS record holder Dean Rojas. El Cajon Ford helped me when I got started in my career and let them help you with a new F-Series Ford truck. And remember, nobody beats El Cajon Ford. And Southern California, welcome back to Ron Real Radio. Hey, I uh, just had a conversation with Paul Dyke, general manager over at El Cajon Ford. You know, the big Ford Celathon is still in effect. Yeah, that's right. But you've got to hurry. Tonight and tomorrow are the last days to take advantage of the best prices, best, best time of the year for the best prices for 2014 model Fords. Here's some of the examples. Uh, 2014 Super Duty, $12,000 off. 2014 Ford Fusion, $7,000 off. And a 2014 Edge 
right now they've got them for $8,500 off. So go over to Alcone Ford, pick up one of these vehicles, and as an added bonus on approved credit, no payments for no payments for ninety days. El Cajon Ford. That's at Broadway in Maine or at ElcajonFord.com. Well, for those of you that were uh, uh, tuning in to listen to to Shea McAtee uh, from uh, Stoked on Sports Fishing, when we were uh, uh, talking with Shea just before the uh, the show started, he had absolutely no voice. So we have scheduled Shay to come in next Sunday night. So next Sunday night, uh, around 6.05 or so, Shay will be with us. But I want to really want to thank our next guest because I kind of called him up at the last minute. He said, sure, I'd be happy to come on. I know he's excited because there's still some great fishing out there to be had. So let me introduce our listening audience to the owner and operator of Tribute Sports Fishing at a Seaforth Landing. Captain Mike Pritchard. Captain Mike, how you doing, sir? I, I'm doing great. You know, enjoying a uh, nice night here. Just got back from Brona this morning. Um, my second captain was out running the boat over the weekend um, and had really, really a, <laughs> a great trip. If you think about catching bluefin in January, uh, bluefin, <laughs> yellowtail, um, Bonito and Skipjack, if you even want to take that into consideration. I, I know somebody posted on our Facebook page here um, yesterday, you know, this may be one to start digging in the record books for because it's still just unbelievable. Um, the fact that you can go out fishing the great weather that they had over the weekend and uh, very, very light, light group of guys. Uh, we only had nine people on board. It was kind of a hard sell to get, um, get people to want to go out and do a little tuna fishing we were supposed to be doing a rockfish trip but honestly we can't pass up the opportunity to keep catching these bluefin um and they had a very very good trip but i think uh overall 24 bluefin 33 yellowtail um some mixed skipjack and bonito for uh for the nine anglers aboard just uh outstanding really oh my gosh you're not kidding now all bluefin the it seems like the yellowfin that were there have just kind of adios for the time, or you just haven't found them. Do you think they're still out there, Mike? You, you know, um, there, there's some warm water outside the Cortez. There's some warm water um, just uh, actually outside of San Clemente Island. Is the fish gone? It's hard to say. I mean, it's not like guys are seeing them going down the beach. Uh, although the, the only guys that really travel in south right now are, are the long-range boats, and having spent years and years on the uh, Mostly on the Excel, uh, I also ran the Intrepid for a period of time. But um, from a long range standpoint, the first the first day out of the harbor, the last thing you want to do leaving on a 16 day is try to catch a 20 pound yellowfin. So there's a good chance those things are still around somewhere. They're just not being seen. Um, a lot more common to catch bluefin later in the fall, and I do say fall, almost un- unheard of <laughs> to catch them here in the winter, uh, especially out there on the Cortez, the Tanner. Um, even you see them uh, little sprinkling um, here and there at the islands. I, I remember growing up up in Ventura fishing San Nicolas Island in the fall and occasionally catching a bluefin while you're fishing for calico bass. Bluefin are, are um, you know, a little more likely to stick around into the late part of the year. But um, I, I got to say we fish through the month of November. Uh, every weekend, um, a lot of weekdays, doing those day-and-a-half trips, and some of our best fishing of the year was in November, even into December. 
Wow. And I and I'm talking about going out and having days for two to three hundred yellowfin, mixed bluefin, yellowtail, and everything else to go with it. Um, this year, I think a lot of guys, and it was a very good year across the board. Whether you're Ventura County South, I think a lot of guys just kind of got to November and, and gave up on it. Um, I, I just I, I couldn't see a reason to stop running as long as there was fish there. So uh, we we made it happen, uh, and it's still going on. You know, Mike, it's pretty amazing. Mike, what a, a great year to uh, buy a boat and then you know, out of the blue have this happen uh, to, to help pay for, for your first year because sometimes that's a pretty rough, rough year, and it has been for several. But, man, this has just been the bonus round for the fleet. You know what? Um, I, 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 could, I could say that I predicted it and made it all work out, but obviously that's not the case. Um, waiting years and years to buy a boat. Um, had a great opportunity to uh, to find a big open party boat to replace the legend with um, when it left Seaforth. Uh, uh, and last year it was good. If you look at the last six or seven years, eight years, last year was really good. The year before was okay. Um, uh, this is the second year of owning the boat. And, and this is one that I got to say, I, I try to, I'm trying to convince my crew as to how good this is. You know, some of my guys are, are younger guys. Um, have been working deck for, you know, four or five, six years. And really in the grand scheme of things, I haven't been around that long. I'm, I'm 38. I've been um, running boats for 18 years. But it, you talk to some of the guys that have been around the block. And uh, actually, I got off the, the phone with Ken Frankie yesterday, and he, he just emphasized how good of a year it is. And I, I'm trying to convince my crew. I said, you don't understand. This is a year that... Uh, it's going to be talked about for decades. Hopefully, um, it's followed by a few albacore years, which uh, Ken Frankie related it to 1997, which was really good fishing, followed by six years of great albacore fishing, which would yeah. be just a great, great way to uh, to follow this up. But when I first came down to San Diego in 96, you, you know, you, you hear about the, the occasional wahoo. I, I remember um, everybody talking about a wahoo that the uh, searcher had caught somewhere in the late 80s off the east end of San Clemente Island. Well, this year there was probably 100 of them caught. Uh, we <laughs> yeah. caught two. I personally caught one um, 60 miles from home. I mean, wahoo being caught all the way up to uh, Oceanside, Catalina, Blue Marlin, Black Marlin, absolutely phenomenal yellowfin and bluefin fishing at times. This is... Uh, for for upcoming crew members, for for people anglers who just got in the really got into the sport, if you're around this year, um, please, uh, take note of it. <laughs> These are the good old days. <laughs> good old days, yes, happening right now. You know, Mike. You know that puts a, a, a question in my mind. Uh, uh, the state of California has just come out and said, okay, uh, you know, we used to be able to let you catch uh, ten bluefin tuna. And now we want to limit that. How is that affecting what you're doing now and what you're going to be doing in the future? Um, this is a phone call, and um, as far as we know right now, and um, it hasn't changed the limit on bluefin as of right now in U.S. waters is still 10. It, it didn't happen the first of the year. It sounds like it's going to happen next month. Um, you know, I was actually on the phone with Merrick McCree earlier from Western, Western Outdoor News, and we were kind of talking about it, and I have no problem seeing the, the limit drop from 10. Um, nobody needs 10 bluefin. 
I mean, really, they don't. It's it's great that it used to be, you know, available. And really, what the sport fishing fleet takes is nothing in the grand scheme of bluefin fishing. Uh, I, I really, I personally would have liked to see like a five fish limit. Two, you know, it's still hey, you know what? We're fishing for our future. I still have a lot of time. Uh, hopefully, a lot of time uh, invested in in this uh, occupation. And, um, you know, if you can go out on a trip and knock out a, even a couple of yellows and a couple of bluefin, it gives you a lot of fish to take home. Hopefully they're nice-grade fish. But, um, y- you know, the, the days of, uh, of filling the freezer and, and trading in um, your fish for canned fish because you have so much of them, it, it's coming to an end, and it's going to um, it, – we're going to adapt it. People will be fine. The sport fishing fleet, I think, is going to be fine. It's going to be, you know, as a kid, when we went from playing uh, fish at 25 cents a fish to 50 cents a fish, I remember people saying they were going to stop coming out on boats. Well, that was a long time ago, and somehow we uh, we figured a way through it. So it's going to be a little bit of a change. But um, at least as of right now, if you'd like to come out and uh, try to catch more than two bluefin, it's definitely available. This is a phone call I had um had on Saturday with uh, with my second operator, Jake Hensley, who was running the boat. He called, and he asked if I had heard whether it, or not it had changed. I said, the fact that we're having this phone call or this conversation January 3rd about how many bluefin you can keep is just amazing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, when I called Ken, Ken Frankie, I said, hey, you know, that's kind of an odd question for this time of year, but uh, my boat's at... Uh, almost at two around on the bluefin, can we keep more? And he had to do a little research, called me back, and said, as of right now, it hasn't changed. You can still keep 10. So um, especially for this weekend, we're going back out again on Friday night. Uh, The the boat basically had um, three bluefin around um, on the trip that just got back in this morning. Uh, There there was a little bit of a loss to the sea lions and stuff, but uh, it's there. It's a nice grade of fish, 30-pound fish, and we're going to oh, take man. advantage of it as long as we can. What a great way to start the year, buddy. You know, those are the first tunas of the year that I know of. Uh, yeah, I, we, we were kind of talking about who got the first one. I, I don't think my boat landed the first one. Uh, we did turn in the first one, but any way you look at it, the fact that there's bluefin going in the count at the beginning of January, as, as well as some yellowtail and, you know, some other good fishing, I, I think... For the nine guys that were on our boat yesterday, there was about um, somewhere around 80, uh, 80 pelagic fish caught that were brought home. I mean, wow. just amazing. Wow. That is. And how are they catching them, Mike? <laughs> Do you have any report on how they're catching them? Are they uh, uh, catching them on iron? Are they having to go deep with them? Are they fly lining? Uh, uh, how are they catching these fish? You know, it's a week, a couple of weeks. It, it had kind of, kind of come and gone. We had, um, I, I know, a four-day trip I ran in the beginning of November. It was, if you wanted bluefin, it was light line. You know, tw- the guys fishing 20-pound floral definitely one up the guys fishing 25-pound. I mean, it, it's bluefin fishing. Anybody who's been around, anybody who's done a fair amount of it, knows that when it starts getting picky, you're going to have to drop down the line size, but a 20-pound floral, um, a number one hook, and a fly line sardine, definitely the way to go. Um, some of the guys really even stretching without fishing 12-pound. Uh, <laughs> I'd hate to say that you'd ha- ever have a problem with bluefin and sea lions, but 
the, the bank, uh, both the, the Tanner and the Cortez Bank, have been absolutely crowded with sea lions. Oh my and, um, you know, there, there has been the occasional loss to them. But if you want to get bit, yes, it's going to be a little bit more of a stealth rig. Now, are you actually uh, drifting for these, or are they anchoring uh, uh, and uh, on spots of fish, or what, uh, uh, Captain Mike? Uh, you know what? Um, the way it had been, it was e- either getting a jig strike and, and kind of stopping, whether it be a skip jack or a yellowfin strike. And, and like I said, the yellowfin have kind of, at least as of right now, they're, they're non-existent. Um, and then you sit and drift, long drift, um, Brandon Hayward uh, called me the other day and said, hey, one of my buddies is out on the bank the day after New Year's and had very, very good fishing for the couple guys that were in a skiff, just taking really long uh, drifts out there. And it, it can be a, man, it can be frustrating fishing, especially from an operator standpoint. But sometimes that's the way it is. I've seen bluefin bites where you stop on basically nothing, start fishing, and you hang one. You know, it might take half an hour, you hang one. But then you start building the fish underneath you, and, um, you know, you get 14, 15 fish adrift, something like that. And it's just, usually it's better on the drift if there's no conditions, which uh, if you look at our Facebook page, it's uh, Tribute Sport Fishing. The weather that they had yesterday out there on the bank was flat, greasy, calm, no wind, um, which makes it sometimes really hard to get a bait away from the boat. But... Whatever you can do to start hanging fish, whether it's on the anchor or drift, uh, as long as you can start hanging them and then go from there. Hey, we are speaking with Captain Mike Pritchard from Tribute Sports Fishing out of Seaforth Landing. Hey, Mike, can we ask you to stay aboard for just a couple more minutes while we take a commercial break? Yeah, no problem. All right. Hey, you are listening to Stan Vandenberg, Wendy Toshahar, and myself, Hop Along John Cassidy on Rod and Reel Radio. AM 540, or you can listen to us live at rodreelradio.com. Stay tuned. Still more of Captain Mike Pritchard, but we got to take a, a commercial break right now. We'll be back right after these messages. Gamakatsu hooks are made from high-grade carbon steel specially heat treated to make them light and extra strong but not brittle. The Gamakatsu sharpening process is the most modern in the world and results in a perfectly conical point that is unequaled in sharpness. Gamakatsu offers a huge variety of hooks for all types of fishing, drop shot, extra wide gap, worm hooks, finesse wide gap, and a lot more. Gamakatsu has a hook for whatever style of fishing you want to do. Don't waste your time on a cheap hook. Ask for Gamakatsu hooks at your favorite tackle store now. H&M Landing is the most diversified sport fishing company on the West Coast. Serving the angling community since 1935, H&M Landing's name recognition and reputation for customer service is the best in the business. The H&M fleet provides the widest range of trip options and boasts the coast's largest open party fleet. For ocean fishing any time of the year, H&M Landing should be your choice for nearshore and offshore fishing. H&M is San Diego's most experienced sport fishing company, offering the best in half-day, three-quarter day, full, and multi-day trips, and a complete schedule of long-range adventures. Call today, H&M Landing, 619-222-1144, or visit their website at www.hmlanding.com for updated schedules and secure online booking. H&M Landing, the experienced angler's first choice in local and multi-day fishing since 1935. That's H&M Landing at 619-222-1144 or hmlanding.com. Are you involved in a family law problem like divorce, custody, or support? If so, it just might be time to call Bill Hockstead. 
You might know Bill as an avid angler and tournament fisherman, but more importantly to you, Bill is a family law attorney with 27 years of legal experience. Bill is certified by the State Bar of California as a specialist in family law. He understands your needs and can provide his clients with the highest degree of quality legal representation and competency while watching your budget. Remember, the more you have to risk, the more you need Bill. He practices in all the courts of San Diego County. So if you are in need of legal help, especially with a family law matter, give Bill Hogstead a call. Now here's his number, 619-212-1985. That's attorney Bill Hogstead, 619-212-1985. Captain Chris Randall from Chief Sports Fishing. And Captain Chris, tell us about what's happening on the Chief. It's here, and it's time to go on the Chief. For those of you who are not familiar with the vessel, she's an 85 by 24 deluxe sport fisher that offers a wide variety of open party trips, ranging from one to five days in length. We're also available for private group charters. The Chief's onboard anemones include a fully remodeled galley with comfortable seating for 25, twin flat screen TVs with hundreds of movies, two roomy indoor heads with fresh hot water showers, stateroom and open berthing areas, an impressively large deck area, 200 scoop bait capacity, we have twin 6 ton spray brine fish holds to keep your catch fresh, and our professional courteous crew will go the extra mile to make your trip a memorable one. To view our schedule, log on to H&M Landing at www.hmlanding.com or feel free to give them a call at 619-222-1144. You can also follow us on Facebook and at our webpage at Chief Sport Fish com Anglers Arsenal is the serious angler's first choice for hand-poured plastics, McCoy line, Spro products, Gamakatsu hooks, G. Loomis fishing rods, Shimano products, Ovet reels, and just about anything you hear advertised on Rod and Reel Radio. Go to anglersarsenal.com and visit our online tackle store. See the huge selection of Western Plastics hand-poured baits, all at anglersarsenal.com. Anglers Arsenal Tackle Store is conveniently located in La Mesa, just off Interstate 8. Give us a call at 1-800-428-8730. Hi, my name is Dennis Green, and I always love to talk about fishing. When I want the real information, I go to Rod and Real Radio. Those guys are who I thought they were. And we do want to welcome you back to Rod and Real Radio. Stan Vandenberg's with us tonight. So is Wendy Tushahara. Our special guest right now is Captain Mike Pritchard from Tribute Sports Fishing. And, and Captain Mike, we've been talking about, uh, gee, this great bite that you've still been experiencing off the uh, banks. Now, tell me, are you going to the Tanner Bank, the Cortez Bank, or and if so, how do you know which bank to go to right now? <laughs> uh, you, you know, lately that, that's kind of been a, uh, a toss-up. Um, it was for a period of time, it was all Tanner. Uh, Tanner had the better fishing. Um, a commercial friend, uh, fisherman friend of mine, J.J. Garrison, had a trip where we were both out there. Went out and fished the uh, the Cortez, had fabulous fishing earlier on. So that kind of switched things over to the Cortez for a period of time, and it's gone back and forth. The, the fact that there's any water in the 60-degree range right now outside of Southern California is pretty amazing. <laughs> and um, it, it seems like that kind of dictates where the, the fish are. I mean, it's... Uh, Little bubbles of water uh, moving back and forth. And, I mean, I, I, I really have to say, if you look at a water chart right now and if somebody wanted, wanted to invest some time in it, um, the mushroom, the 60, um, 
the butterfly, that whole area has some of the best looking water on the coast right now. And as far as I know, it's just, it's that time of year. There's, there's very few of us running and there's really not a whole lot of coverage. I, I'm pretty sure if, if somebody wanted to go out and spend some time looking around, you can find fish elsewhere. It's just been, it's, cons- it's been consistent. Um, we've had fabulous weather for the most part this year. I mean, there has been a couple of times where the weather has been real snotty, but you know, it, it's January. You're fishing a hundred miles west of uh, San Diego, and it, it's just been working out well. I mean, there's been a couple of slow trips, but there's been, you know, ninety percent of our trips out there have been just phenomenal fishing, just it, as good as it gets. And uh, unfortunately, now with the uh, the change in uh, being the first of the year, we we can't keep rockfish or, or uh, bottom fish out there, but. Um, the, the surface fishing is still just, it really is good as could be expected, if not better for this time of year. It's, it's, it's there, it's biting, and we're still going to take advantage of it. Now, tell us about a typical trip out there. Uh, when you're leaving, how long it takes to get on out there, how you should prepare, and when you're coming on back. Yeah, you know what, uh, we... <laughs> This is really overlapping our rockfish schedule. Um, <laughs> usually for the month of January and February where you, um, you can, you can no longer keep bottom fish in Southern California. Uh, we started doing colonnet trips. We did them last year. We had amazing, amazing wing cod fishing last year. And I know, um, uh, the Pacific Queen and I think the, uh, the chief was down there and had good yellowtail fishing, good bottom fishing. And what we're doing right now is taking advantage of crazy crazy late season tuna fishing because it's there um we leave friday night at eight o'clock which puts us on the bank by daylight um the the trips are 260 dollars and right now uh i i I told our our um, facebook fans and everybody else earlier on we're going to try to do this on a week by week basis because i i don't want to commit to running uh tuna trips in february and the water is 58 degrees and there's no tuna to catch um we put this following uh, week's trip online, which was originally a colonnette rockfish trip. Um, but there, there's bluefin there. It's good fishing. So we're going to do this kind of on a week-by-week schedule. If it, the water cools down, if the fish decide to vacate, we're going to go back to our colonnette trips, um, which, like I said, it has been very good. And the guys that were there last weekend had very good fishing. But uh, as far as these trips go, you get on the boat Friday night. We travel throughout the night. You start fishing at daylight, and you fish daylight till dark, which um, my captain, Jake Hensley, that was running the boat here this last week, started off on the tanner, didn't see what he liked, made a, a short move. I, I think it's 15 miles to the Cortez, which, um, you know, on an all-day trip is nothing. It's an hour and a half. Got out to the Cortez his first drift. I think he had 14 or 15 bluefin for the nine guys, as well as a few yellowtail, and uh, was able to fish that until dark. Um, wow. really gives you a good full day of fishing. Fish till dark. One really nice aspect about fishing the Cortez or the Tanner from San Diego, um, and it wasn't any kind of an issue over the weekend, was if there's any kind of weather, you go down swell the entire way home. Yeah. So you, you get out there, and usually the weather's not too bad once you get out towards San Clemente. The last, uh, you know, 30 miles can be a little, little bumpy, but... You can fish all day, and then from there you go straight down swell all the way back to the harbor. Uh, you get in at six o'clock in the morning, somewhere, uh, somewhere in there, and like some of these trips coming up, um, especially with uh, football playoffs and everything else, if you want to come out 
get a chance to go catch some fish, come home on Sunday morning and do a little barbecuing. Not that we don't have, uh, we do have DirecTV on board, so you're not going to miss anything, but you, you leave Friday night, come back Sunday morning, great day for a barbecue with, uh, the, the freshest bluefin you'll ever see in January in Southern California. <laughs> well, you're talking about the chance of getting bluefin, which is, you know, probably one of the best chances you've had all year with the exception of early in the season. You're talking almost a limited load, you know, so that is, that is great. And, uh, the chances of catching fish seem to be pretty good. And you're not sitting there, I'm presuming, you're not sitting there trolling for these fish. You're actually looking for meter marks, and when you find them, you you, you start fishing. Yeah, no, you're, you're engaged pretty much from the time you get there in the morning until uh, until dark. And we, we've, had, um, we've had some trips this year where fishing was so good that you start looking around, you know, two hours before dark, and a lot of <laughs> We've had guys sitting there, you know, cocktail time or either that or sitting back uh, watching sports or whatever for the simple fact that fishing had been so good and uh, the amount of fish that they'd caught. I'd go down, you know, we'd get in a stop and I'd go down an hour before dark and there's only five or six people fishing. I said, what are you doing? They're like, dude, I'm good. I have all I want. I don't need any more. It's been a great full day of fishing. And a lot of it is, I mean, you're seriously fishing lying in the water 90% of the time from daylight till dark. I mean, there's not a whole lot of trolling around. Not going to say it's, it doesn't happen, but for the most part, it's uh, you're there, you're fishing a bank, you're fishing an area that's holding fish. So it's not like you're, you're trolling for five or six hours at a time. You're, you're lying in the water. You know, Captain Mike, uh, 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 I know we're fishing in unusual situations at this time of the year, but... Uh, are you an advocate or a proponent of moon phase? And do you think moon phase has anything to do with these fish? I, you know what? You could ask 10 different uh, skippers. You'll probably get 10 different answers. I, I personally think it does seem to affect the time of day that fish feed. Um, a lot of uh, people are really avid uh, as far as fishing bluefin on a full moon. Um, I personally think it seems to me like they, they feed better first thing in the morning and later in the afternoon, which... You know, some other guys might, uh, might might disagree with me on that, but usually full moon fishing, you see really good morning bites and really good evening bites. And with bluefin fishing, sometimes that's really important. Um, fish that are that have a habit of being somewhat finicky, uh, line shy. If you can get those fish to bite first thing in the morning, uh, especially in low light conditions, it, it can go a long way. Uh, some of the best bluefin bites I've ever seen have been. You know, you can you can barely see your hook in the morning, and um, aside from that, I, it, there's days where fish bite twelve hours a day for weeks on end. So that also kind of throws it out the window. But if you are going to be fishing in a full moon, and especially with bluefin, you want to be in the area at you know before daylight, looking around in the dark, and you want to be there until uh, it, until it gets dark. Wow. You know, hey, Stan and Whitney, I'm kind of getting fired up to go bluefin fishing. You guys want to check your calendars and find out what you're doing next weekend? Uh, uh, we might just have to get out there and give the the waters the testing. I was kicking it around, but I got a tournament to fish. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, come, come, come on, Stan. We haven't fished come in on. years. I know, I know. It's, we got to do this, Mikey. We've been talking about it for a while. So. <laughs> Well, you know, I, I got to say it's it's almost one uh, just to you know kind of a notch in the belt. How, how many people have caught a bluefin in January anywhere 
within, anybody that you know, you know two or three hundred miles of, of San Diego. It's like I said earlier. How many people caught a caught a Wahoo within sixty miles of San Diego this year? I did. Wow! Hey John, yeah, yeah, Wendy. Looks like we're, get, we're just going to have to tell Stan how it was. Yeah, that's all we're going to have to do. <laughs> and you know, with the uh, satellite TV, we're not going to miss the college playoff at all because if if we want to see that, we can see that too during lunch. <laughs> <laughs> we, we do we do have two uh, 40-inch flat screens in the galley. I know some people kind of ho-hum about it now. Well, you're not supposed to be on a boat to watch TV, but the reason I put it on there is, for one, a uh, very av- avid uh, football fan. Chargers didn't make it into the uh, into the playoffs, but just in general. I mean, I, I've had people say, you know, oh, man, I really want to go out on the boat this weekend, but I need to watch, you know, so-and-so game, or we, we purchased UFC fights. You're not exactly missing out. I mean, it's a very, very nice boat. You know, it's 80 by 24. We always do limited load trips. The boat sleeps 42. We never take more than wow. 36. Yeah. 32 on day and a half. Multi-day trips. Like, we did a four-and-a-half-day earlier um, in November. We limited it to 18. It, it was it was awesome. You know, you fish, you get in, you get to watch uh, watch the playoffs or whatever. It's You're not exactly missing out. Oh, man. You know, uh, Wendy, call Merritt and see if he's available. And Stan, I don't know what I can say, but no. we, we can't miss. We can't wait for two weeks because, you know, these this opportunity might be gone. Well, you know, it, I, it, it I really could end next week. I suggest that you guys go, and, and then, you know, at least you'll be on the book for catching a bluefin in January. Now, that's something to just have on your wall. That's awesome. <laughs> that's I hope pretty so. Wild That'd be so cool. Stuff. And not only that, uh, uh, we can make sure that uh, we'll get on back next Sunday to do the radio show, and then we'll have some real fishing to talk about. <laughs> hey, hey, you guys you guys know that you're always, always more than welcome. Uh, one thing I do have to say is, um, really, if you look at our, our yellowfin standings for the year, we've done extremely well. But a lot of those yellowfin have been caught after November. And I'm saying there's probably close to 1,800 of them wow. that have been caught from the first week of November until right now. And then wow. now you start throwing bluefin in with it. It's just, it's absolutely amazing. Oh, man. Well, you know, <laughs> Captain Mike Pritchard from Tribute Sports Fishing. Hey, one, one thing I want to ask you, you know, the, the Tribute, you worked really hard to get it online and get it going this season, you know, from uh, uh, the Polaris 3, I think it was. How's this uh, boat worked up to your expectations? Um, you know what, I actually feel, well, I, I, I love my boat. I've, I've always been very uh, anal as far as maintenance and everything else goes. Um, I, I keep telling my boat, okay, you only got to make it another week. You only got to, and it's still, we get people that come on the boat last week, they're like, man, the boat looks great. Um, we have done a lot of work, completely refurbished it last year. Um, I, it, it definitely, in my opinion, it's time for some boat work, but I can't, we can't stop. No. We started fishing, we fished the month of January and February, and we did our first tuna trip May 3rd, and we haven't stopped. So it's been, the, the boat, the, the boat's held its own, has run very, very well. Um, great, comfortable fishing boat, low to the water. Uh, anybody who's uh, fished any of the, the big mahogany boats like that, the know how they ride. Yeah, it's a Dittmar Donaldson. Originally built for Bill Pool as the Claris 3. Everybody would know it as the holiday. But uh, what a comfortable fishing boat. 
I personally, I feel like I personally owe my boat some, some maintenance coming up. Uh, there will be a new, uh, new bay tank and a few other, uh, nice upgrades for it this year, but, you know, if they're still biting in January, you can't stop. Well, you did well, my <laughs> friend. I gotta tell you, that, the boat, I fished the holiday back in the day too when it was the holiday and, and the Polaris when it was the, back then, but the great fishing boat, uh, and and you're right, low to the water, big area to fish back there, and, and you've done a good job of cleaning the thing up. And I've sent you a bundle of my my buddies that uh, were going, what should I do, where should I go? And I, so, you know, Mike's got the boat, it's running, and he's catching fish. So everybody that I've sent, by the way, has said they've had nothing but good uh, to say about the boat and the crew and you. So everything's been going We've the got way, a great crew. It's all good. Got a great crew. We take very, very good care of our people, and uh, we, we want you guys to keep coming back and fish with us. Well, Mike, we're going to try and make it on out. I'll be uh, in touch with you during the week. But one thing I want to see, too, if you can all possibly make it, we'd love to see you because you get Wendy and I together, and we're going to need adult supervision. There's no other way about it. <laughs> Friday night, 8 p.m. departure from Seaforth Landing. Those of you that haven't fished out of Sea Forest, all the free parking you could ever want, and you can basically drive your vehicle to the top of the dock. I mean, there is no easier landing to access in Southern California, and the uh, the boats that run out of it just make it that much better. Captain Mike, how's the best way to get a hold of you and book aboard the the tribute? If it's not for this uh, these tuna trips, for upcoming trips to Colinette to do some tremendous rock fishing. Sea Forest Landing at six one nine two two four. 3383 or c You can check out our website, uh, tributesportfishing.com. And anybody um, that has access, which is like everybody now, if you want to see what we're doing, what we're catching, how we are with our crew and everything else, take a look at our Facebook page. It's uh, just Tribute Sport Fishing. All right. Captain Mike Pritchard, thanks a lot for being with us. Uh, we wish you the best of luck. I think you're going to be seeing uh, Wendy and myself, and we still have to work on Stan to get on out there and fish this coming week. We, we can't pass up the opportunity. You, you know where we'll be Friday night. Uh, if you're coming out, make sure you're there by 7 p.m. Come on out. Knock out a bluefin for uh, 2015 starting year here. All right. Mike Pritchard, thanks for being with us. Uh, appreciate it. Hey, and you keep safe. We look forward to seeing you and talking to you again. Thank you, guys. Have a great evening. All right. Thanks, buddy. Catch it. Bye. Mike Pritchard, owner-operator, Tribute Sports Fishing. Hey, we got to take a break right now. This is Rod Real Radio on AM540. Coming up next, Captain David Bacon. Stay tuned. We'll be back right after these messages. Every serious angler knows that a quality hook is an important part of their arsenal. Gamakatsu hooks are made from high-grade carbon steel, specially heat-treated to make them light and extra strong, but not brittle. Gamakatsu ring hooks are made with a one-piece ring, no welds, no weak spots, a very smooth-moving ring. Gamakatsu offers a huge variety of hooks for all types of fishing. Live bait hooks, both light and heavy-duty, to four extra strong. Circle hooks, tuna hooks, ring hooks, tuna doubles, and many more. Don't waste your next fishing trip on a cheap hook. Get Gamakatsu hooks at your favorite tackle store now. Hey, bass fishermen, who do you call for your bass boat insurance? Well, if you're not calling me at 1-800-BASS-BOAT for your boat insurance, you're probably paying too much and may not have the coverage that you need. In 1974, I developed the bass boat program that is what all the pros use today. The reason? 
No depreciation or any partial claim for your hull, your big motor, your trolling motor, or your electronics until your boat's 10 years old. That's right. You only pay $250 to get your boat on the water for any partial claim, and we still pay a stated value replacement cost for your boat if you have a total loss. We're the only people in the industry that does that, and that's why we are the choice of the pros. So if you want the best, forget the rest. Just call 1-800-BASSBOAT. Call 1-800-227-7262 or just spell BASSBOAT. 1-800-BASSBOAT. I know there's too many letters, but the T is free and the call's on me. That's 1-800-BASSBOAT, the choice of the pros for BASSBOAT insurance. For more information, log on to 1-800-BASSBOAT.com. I am a heroic angler. I can bait a hook with my eyes closed, cast to a spot the size of a dime, and reel in the biggest monsters of the depths. And not only do I make sure everyone on my boat wears a life jacket, I make sure we're saving water. Because every drop we save means more water for our fish. And there's nothing I wouldn't do for a fish, except kiss one. Well, there was that one time, but I don't kiss and tell. Take your hero quiz at BoatCalifornia.com. A message from the California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. Hey, we want to welcome you back to our Ron Real Radio. Stan Vandenberg's with us. So is Wendy Toshihara. I'm your host, Hop Along, John Cassidy. Hey, we're going to kind of change directions here for a little while. We've been talking about fishing off the Tanner Bank, going out fishing, uh, you know, south of the border. We want to find out what's happening up in the Santa Barbara area, and who better yet to talk to about getting that information is Captain David Bacon. Captain David Bacon is owner-operator of Wavewalker Charters and also is a contributing editor to Western Outdoor News. I know a lot of you that read Western Outdoor News probably read Captain Dave's articles religiously. We want to welcome him to Rod Real Radio. Captain David, how are you, sir? Avast me, hearties. I'd be doing just fine. Thank you. All I need is a bet rod. <laughs> well, Avast. <laughs> well, you know, Captain David, we just had uh, Mike uh, Pritchard from the Tribute on. He's still running trips out to the uh, the banks to try and go after those elusive bluefin. Has the bluefin bite in the Channel Islands finally died out? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, last I heard, some divers saw a few of them, but, you know, they were behind the islands a ways, and I, that's not much happening now. How about, uh, you know, we? I've seen some Facebook reports that there's still, though, some yelltails been taken. Now, is that also gone with this this last wave of weather that we come through, or are there still some uh, uh, home guards around? Oh, yellowtail. Now, that's a different story. We've got options around here right now, here in January, because of this warm water we've still got that are pretty incredulous. Yellowtail is one of them. White sea bass is another. In some places, they're kind of hanging out together. Uh, just a brief so the, little... Yeah, Wendy? Oh, so David, um, so the white sea bass, um, there must be squid then around. They're squid, but they're also eating mackerel. And there oh. is absolutely no shortage of mackerel. You know, I, I look at my fish finder and it just lights up underneath the boat. And we pull over a spot, and the mackerel, they're down by the bottom, and then they see a boat above them, and they just rise up to near the top. I've been running some trips with little kids aboard and putting them on the mackerel, and they've just been having a blast. In some cases, it's their first fishing experience, and they think this is the most wonderful thing ever. Well, not only that, if, if they're like the mackerel we're seeing down here, Captain David, uh, 
They're the right size eating macro that the yellowtail and white sea bass uh, like to see. They're just perfect for fishing. Yeah, we're seeing quite a, a range of sizes. Some of them are just too big to use for baits. But when one of the kids hooks onto them, it's like hang on to their ankles so that so that, that macro doesn't pull them over. You know? Right. Uh, but there's plenty <laughs> of really good sized ones for bait too. And some of the places that's been going off around here, up the coast towards Point Conception, there's been an area that has is holding both white sea bass and yellowtail, and it's primarily a mackerel bite up there. And then down the coast the other way, at the county line, Ventura and L.A. County line, there's been a bite going on there for months, and it just continues. Basically, it just moves in shallower and then moves back out deeper over 100 feet, which is kind of where it is now. But there's a new thing starting to come up this week. Uh, there's a lot of action starting to gather around the southeast corner of Santa Rosa Island. And it's been squid, and it's been white sea bass. And, of course, that corner of the island is always a pretty good place to sort of lie in wait for a yellowtail if the bait and the conditions are right, and they sure seem to be right. Now, also, Captain David, what uh, you also have the option to do there, and, you know, it's crazy talking about white sea bass and yellowtail this time of the year. Great to go after them, but if they don't show up, we're also in the time of the year now, especially where you are, where you have some great bottom fishing options. You want to tell us about that? Well, the bottom fishing options, of course, ended on January 1st when it comes to rockfish and ling cod. But yes. if we move shallower and talk about bottom fishing, oh, we've got some possibilities. Because this year, being as wild and wonderful as it is, and here in January with 60, 61 degree water, the bass are just wild still. I mean, we're catching calicos that are sporting spawning colors. I mean, they're just basically saying to each other, dude, we can party all winter this year. And, and they're having a blast. And so we're catching the calicos both in the coastal kelp beds and also at the boiler rocks at the islands, which is my absolute favorite thing to do. Nice. And then oh. along the coast, along with the calicos, we're still getting quite a few sand bass, which is sort of an oddity for January, but we're... We're actually catching them in pretty good numbers. So if somebody wants to take their boat out or take another boat out and go fishing this month, you know, there's really a pretty good range of options. Now, just a few days ago, the, uh, the rock fishing ling cod season closed, and it closed with a bang. It was really, really good. We were going out there on the wave walker using our ling slayers, and a, and a new one I developed. I call it the ling slugger, and uh, we, just, we were doing some, some damage out there. And bringing what? in some serious Well, Captain Dave, you happened to mention the the Wave Walker. You are the owner operator of Wave Walker Charters. Tell us a little bit about Wave Walker Charters. Well, we've been doing this for a while now. I hesitate to say how long, but you know, long enough that we've gotten pretty good at it, I think. And I see I say we because I operate that boat with my daughter. Uh, Captain Tiffany Vague, she's also got her license, but sometimes she runs the boat without me. And we go do, what kind of fishing do we do? It's B, all of above. And we do everything from, you know, those kiddie trips I was talking about where we introduce them to fishing all the way to going out and exercising extreme patience and going after the white sea bass and yellowtail and thresher sharks and all that sort of stuff. And then Tiffany also 
um, manages our tackle store for me. We have a fishing tackle store in Santa Barbara called Hook, Line, and Thinker. Right next door to that, we have a gun store. So, you know, like a, like a Coast Guard officer said to me recently, he said, you got a charter boat, you got a tackle shop, you got a gun shop. Man, that's the trifecta right there. <laughs> If you got a good taco stand there, we're on it. <laughs> well, Wave Walker Charters, uh, what type of vessel are are you running? And uh, tell us a little bit about uh, you know the trips you can go on and how many people can get aboard with you. It's a six pack boat, so we can take groups of up to six people. I think it's perfect for four. Uh, it's a Grady White. It's their Atlantic 26 model, and so it's it's actually 31 feet length overall. Walk around, cutty cabin, fly bridge on top. There is an enclosed private head bathroom in the cabin, and it's got a twin 250 outboards. So that boat goes faster than I want to go. Oh. And, you know, Grady White just builds a fishing machine. And, you know, the years I've had that boat, it's, it's just a wonderful boat, and I hope it lasts forever because it's just a real solid productive fishing machine. Wow, and and the type of trips that you go on. Now, you're a lot closer to the fishing grounds than we might be out of San Diego here or going out of Oceanside or Dana Landing or anything like that. Are you talking about what we might be talking about, like an overnight or a, a day and a half, or what type of trips do you offer, Captain Dave? Well, you're right about being relatively close to the to good fishing grounds. And, you know, I did mention those twin 250 Yamahas and the speed. So we run day trips. We do half-day trips, three-quarter-day trips, all-day trips, and we fish the, the coast here uh, or perhaps all the way up to towards Point Conception. Or we make a run across the channel and fish like Santa Cruz Island, Santa Rosa Island, and every once in a while the weather will let you get to San Miguel Island. And so God, we just roam around and chase stuff and have fun. Wow, you know, Stan and Wendy, I think I see another Ron Real Radio road trip in the future here. <laughs> does that sound like it is way too much fun? Uh, you know, it sure gotta, does. It, you just got to do what you got to do. What the heck? <laughs> There's just hey, not enough time, John. I don't know. Oh. We're going to have to make it or else we're going to run out of time. Hey, Captain David, if we want to get a hold of you, find out more about uh, Wave Walker Charters, uh, what your schedule is, how to book you, uh, the particulars, or find out more about Hook, Line, and Sinker Tackle, which is the one that you run there in Santa Barbara, how to get to you, how's the best way to do it? How would we do that? Well, Wavewalker Charters has a website, and uh, it's named wavewalker.com. We try not to hide that one too much. And then uh, Hook, Line, and Sinker, we have a, a, a website there also that's, it's a combination of the tackle shop and the gun store. It's called hookline-and-shooter.com. Okay. And then, of course, we have a Facebook page for Hook, Line, and Thinker also. So there's multiple ways to, to get a hold of us and find out what's going on and all of that stuff. You know, Captain Dave, if you're starting from the middle of San Fernando Valley, how long does it take to get on up to you there in Santa Barbara? In the middle of San Fernando Valley, it's about a day and a half ride on a good horse. But if you happen to be if you happen to be driving, uh, you can make it in an hour and a half. Yeah. All right. Well, Captain David, I can't thank you enough for being with us and telling us how the fishing conditions are and and and, and cluing us in on Wave Walker. Uh, you know, uh, we look forward to reading you in Western Outdoor News and. Uh, 
I'll be in contact with you because uh, we'll have to see if we could pry Stan away from his fishing <laughs> schedule and tournaments and maybe come up there to visit you. Well, it sounds like a good plan. I'll look forward to that. All right, Captain Dave Baker, Wave Walker Charters out of Santa Barbara. Hey, Stan, we've got just a couple of minutes. You had a little fishing note. You had a, a fishing experience this past week, did you not? Yeah, we did. We had the first tournament of the year on up at Lake Casitas here uh, with the Juan Bass Tournament, and it was uh, it was cold. Is what it yeah. was. <laughs> it mostly it was just frozen, uh, and then we had. Uh, fog on the water in the morning so you had to go five miles an hour for the first uh, little bit until it lifted uh, but the, it, amazingly uh, the five fish limit that won it 26.90 pounds with a big fish of 556 to Paul Ramsey and Matthew Lindsay wow. uh, Cody Cook and Parker Marquez which are our young 17 year old team that won money every time they go out came in second with only 1490 it went down substantially because most of the guys got one or two fish after that and I watched the five those are the only five fish limits, but I watched the guys that won it. They were right behind me on my stuff. I'm just kidding. Boy, <laughs> I got my one my one good fish and uh, finished ninth. And uh, what the heck. It's a good start of the year. We're going to do it again next week with an ABA tournament and go from there. All right, Stan. And just quickly, the water level there at uh, Lake Casitas, uh, how's that doing? It's still down. Uh, they didn't get but two inches of water probably from this last oh, storms that came through. They just did, they don't divert the water because they're worried about the steelheads that aren't there that are supposed to come up the river. But you know that's a that's another story. All right. Hey, well, guys, that's it for this Sunday night. Windy. Uh, I'll be in contact with you because uh, there may be a fishing trip in our future before we get on the air next. And Stan, you're fishing a tournament. I wish you the best of luck, and uh, we're going to want to hear all about it on Rod and Reel Radio next Sunday night. Well, we'll tell you what happens next week. How's that? Hey, you guys you guys just need to go catch a bluefin. Well, good luck to you, Stan. Wendy, uh, get a hold of Merritt, and let's see if we can get that together, okay? I'll be in contact with you. Sounds like a plan, John. All right. So on behalf of Wendy, Stan, Jr., our uh, producer in L.A., and also Ben, our San Diego producer, we want to thank you all for listening. This is Rod and Real Radio on AM540. You can listen to us at rodandreelradio.com. All the shows are archived at rodandreelradio.com. So if you missed any of tonight's shows or the shows in the past, just get right on and uh, hook it up. So always, in memory of Big Tuna Bill, we want to thank you for listening tonight, especially this new year. You all have a safe weekend. We look forward to seeing you on the water. We're out for now.